Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is your sister Nahila Ayeva. And on behalf of uh, Asha team, I would like to welcome all of you at this uh, gathering. You know, this is our Sunday weekly Islamic education unique to Muslim women and their family. And we will continue on our series of uh, what Muslim women need to know in matter of uh, faith and belief. And uh, today's topic, Allah, will be the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. And that will be presented uh, by our special guest, uh, Sister Salima, Uftaza Salima Juma of Neymar Institute. You know, without further ado, I would like to call on Sister Umu Zamzam to introduce our special guest. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sister Salima completed her bachelor's degree in psychology from Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas. She then went on to pursue Quranic studies in Islamabad, Pakistan, where she studied the tafsir and tajweed of the Quran. She has now completed foundations of Islamic studies with Ulum al Quran and Usul al Tafsir from the IOU University, which is the international online uh, university founded by Dr. Bilal, uh, Abu Amina Bilal Phillips, and is currently teaching the Journey Through the Quran course at Ni Niyama Institute. She is the wife of Atlanta Darululums, his teacher, Hafiz Usaid, and is blessed to be a part of a family who encourages the continuous seeking and teaching of knowledge of the deen, alhamdulillah. May Allah give us all tawfiq to implement what we have learned. Amin. Sister Salima. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. How are you all sisters? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> oh, our Lord increases in our knowledge. Allahumma faqihna fi deen. Oh, Allah, give us the understanding of the religion. Ameen, Ya Alameen. So today, inshallah, sisters, we're going to talk about the last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah. And, you know, there are various hadith on the virtue of these last two ayat. You know, we learn in Sahih Al-Bukhari that Abu Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man qara'a Whoever recites the last two ayat, Surah Al-Baqarah, at night, they will suffice him. And we also uh, have similar wording recorded in the other books of Ahadith, but the two Sahih, Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih al-Muslim, they record this Hadith using various chains of narration, okay? 
and Imam Ahmad, he has also recorded this hadith. And we also know from Sahih al-Muslim that Abdullah radiallahu anhu, he said, when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he went on the Isra journey, he ascended to the Sidrat al-Muntaha in the sixth heaven, where whatever ascends from the earth ends at, and whatever descends from above it ends at. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he was then given three things when he re reached this point. What were those three things? Number one, the five prayers that we pray, they were given as a gift to us because, you know, they're the means of bringing us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we get busy in our, you know, days, chores and activities, you know, it's a stop, drop and come back to Allah, stop, drop and remind us of why we're here and of our relationship with our creator. So the Prophet ﷺ was given three things. First of all, the five prayers. Then the last ayat in Surah Al-Baqarah. And forgiveness for whoever did not associate anything or anyone with Allah from, from his ummah, from the ummah of Rasulullah And I remember when we talked about Surah Al-Fatiha, we also know that there's hadith regarding Surah Al-Fatiha, regarding the virtues of Surah Al-Fatiha from Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, which stated, while the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was with Jibreel, he heard a noise from above. Jibreel lifted his sight to the sky and said, this is a door that was opened just now in heaven, and it was never opened before. An angel came down through the door to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and said, receive the good news of two lights that you have been given, and which no prophet before you was given the opener of the book al-fatiha and the last ayat in surah al-baqarah you will not read a letter of them but you will be granted its benefit this hadith it was collected by muslim and an-nasai right so we know that there is a lot of virtue when it comes to the last two ayat of surah al-baqarah right now, Allah states that His is the kingship of the heavens and the earth, and of what and of whatever and whoever is on or between them. That He Subhanahu wa Taala He has perfect watch over them. No apparent matter or secret that the heart conceals is ever a secret to Him, however minor it is. Allah also states that he will hold his servants accountable for what they do and what they conceal in their heart. Remember that Allah tells us in the Quran, قُلْ إِن تُخْفُ مَا فِي صُدُورِكُمْ أَوْ تُبْدُوهُ يَعْلَمْهُ اللَّهُ Sayyidu Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Whether you hide what is in your breast or reveal it, Allah knows it. وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ and he knows what is in the heavens and what is in the earth. Wallahu ala kulli shay'in qadir. And Allah is able to do all things. All right. So Allah tells us now at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah, لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ To Allah belongs all that is in the heavens and the earth. وَإِن تُبْدُوا مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ تُخْفُوهُ and whether you disclose what is in yourselves or conceal it, 
Allah will call you to account for it. Then he forgives whom he wills and punishes whom he wills. And Allah is able to do all things. All right. So when this ayah was revealed to the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, it was very hard for the companions of the Messenger of Allah. They're the companions, he came to the, you know, they came to the Messenger وسلم, and they fell to their knees saying, Oh Messenger of Allah, وسلم, we were asked to perform what we can bear of deeds. The prayer, the fast, the jihad, charity. However, this ayah was revealed to you and we cannot bear it. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Aturiduna an taqulu kama qala ahlul kitabaini min qablikum? Do you want to repeat what the people of the two scriptures before you said? Sami'na wa aswayna? We hear and we disobey? But rather, ulu, you all say, Sami'na wa ata'na wa fanaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masweet. Rather say, we hear and we obey. And we seek your forgiveness, O oh, our Lord, and the return is to you. So when the people, they accepted the statement and their tongues recited it, Allah sent down afterwards this ayah that you see right now, ayah number 285. The messenger believes in what has been sent down to him from his Lord. And so do the believers. Each one believes in Allah, his angels, his books, and his messengers. We make no, you know, they say we make no distinction between one another of his messengers. And they say, we hear and we obey. And what else do they say? And they say, we hear and we obey. We seek your forgiveness, our Lord, and to you is the return of all. You know, we know that Allah burdens not a person beyond his scope, beyond what he can bear. He gets reward for that good which he has earned. And, you know, he's punished for that evil which he has earned. Our Lord, punish us not. Our Lord, punish us not for what we can. You know what we, there's two things that happen. Either sometimes we forget, right? Or we make a mistake. For example, when it comes to salah, sometimes it is that we really, some a person gets so busy and caught up in what they're doing that they literally, they forget, right? And the other thing is that, you know, they make a mistake that they intentionally, you know, um, delay the salah, they procrastinate, and they don't perform it on time. All right. So there's two things. So our Lord do not punish us if we forget or fall into error. All right. 
أو أخطأنا. Alright. So Allah does not burden a person beyond his beyond what he can bear, and the person he gets reward for that good which he has earned, and he is punished for what evil he has earned. All right. Then we ask Allah, we request Allah, our Lord, punish us not if we forget or if we fall into error. All right. And then Allah said, I shall accept your supplication. And then we continue. Rabbana wala tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu ala ladhina min qablina. O our Lord, lay not on us a burden like that which you did lay on those before us. So what does it mean by those before us? Those before us is referring to the Jews and the Christians. And remember, because of um, you know certain things that they had done, Allah had made a certain food haram upon them or certain things haram upon them. For example, the Jews, um, you know, if if they were to get their menstrual blood on any little item, you know, they couldn't just uh, wash it and continue to use it. They had to cut it off and discard of it. But when it comes to our ummah, alhamdulillah, Allah has lightened you know, Allah has made it easy for us. So what we can do is we can simply wash it off and then we can still use that uh, piece of clothing for our salah. You know, it may not seem like a big deal now, but, you know, remember back then, people, they used to only have one set of clothing and it was a big deal, all right? And, and also, not all parts of the world have all the, you know, luxury that we have over here. Okay, we might have a closet full of clothes, but that's not necessarily the case for every every person around the world. So, Rabbana wala tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu ala ladhina min qablina. Our Lord, lay not on us a burden like that which you did lay on those before. Allah said, I shall. And then I shall accept your supplication. Rabbana wala tuhammilna ma la taqata lana bih. Our Lord put not on us a burden greater than we have the strength to bear. Allah said, I shall accept your supplication. Pardon us, and grant us forgiveness, forgive us. And have mercy upon us. You are our Mawla. Mawla is in our supporter, our protector. And give us victory over the disbelieving people. Allah said, I shall. You know, Imam, Imam Ahmad recorded that Mujahid said, I saw Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu and said to him, Oh, Abu Abbas, I was with Ibn Umar and he read this ayah and cried. He asked, which ayah? I said, and whether you disclose what is in yourselves or conceal it. Ibn Abbas said, when this ayah was revealed, it was very hard on the companions of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and it worried them tremendously. They said, O Messenger of Allah وسلم, we know that we would be punished according to our statements and our actions, but as for what occurs in our hearts, we do not control what is in them. Because sometimes, you know, we get these feelings in our heart, you know, and we can't sometimes control the feelings that come in our heart. Words and actions, we have, you know, more control over. Sometimes thoughts just come in our hearts, right? And then, you know, once a thought comes and we know it's not appropriate, we need to try to stop it. Sometimes that's just first, you know, first uh, reaction 
some sort of a feeling not appropriate. So the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ulu say, Sami'na wa we hear and we obey. So they said, we hear and we obey. Thereafter this, you know, uh, thereafter, this ayah abrogated the previous ayah. All right. So then what ayah came down, Amana Rasulu bima unzila ilayhi min rabbihi wal mu'minun. All right. Ayah number 285. All the way until Allah burdens not a person beyond his scope. He gets reward for that good which he has earned and he is punished for that evil which he has earned. Therefore, they were pardoned what happens in their hearts and were held accountable only for their actions. You know, we learned that Abu Hurairah, he said that the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, translation, Allah has pardoned my ummah for what they say to themselves as long as they do not utter it or act on it. Because sometimes, you know, thoughts, like I said, they cross our, you know, they come in our hearts, but if you know it's not appropriate, we should not be feeling that way about another person as long as we don't act on it and as long as we don't utter it, inshallah, Allah will pardon us. Uh, regarding it, but we also need to try to do this, yeah, of ourselves to try to, you know, purify even our thoughts because, you know, they say thoughts, they become words, interactions. So we need to um, try to even watch those thoughts, okay? But Allah has given us that concession, all right? You know, Allah said to his angels, if my servant intends to commit an evil deed, do not record it as such for him. And if he commits it, write it for him as one evil deed. If he intends to perform a good deed, but did not perform it, then write it for him as one good deed. And if he performs it, write it for him as 10 good deeds. SubhanAllah. Look at the mercy of Allah. All right. So what happens if, if a person, he intends to do an evil deed, at that point, the intention, because of the intention, sin is not written. All right. But if he goes ahead and acts on it, if he performs that evil deed, then what happens? That, you know, evil deed is reported for him as such. But when it comes to good deeds, even when a person intends to perform a good deed, you know, even um, he hasn't done it yet, right? He just has this niya, he just has this intention. You know, what does Allah order? Write for him a good deed for this intention. And then, when the person actually he performs a good deed, what does Allah say? Write it for him as 10 good deeds. This is how merciful our Lord is. And these beautiful du'as at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah, these have been taught to by Allah. So when Allah teaches us, you know, Surah Al-Fatiha, even in Surah Al-Fatiha, there are, uh, you know, half of it is a du'a. So when Allah teaches us how to make du'a to him, he gives us these beautiful words, then we should really, you know, we need to memorize them and we need to make du'a using these words. Because they're the most beautiful and perfect words. They are the salam of Allah. All right. So, let's uh, look at some of the words now. I know a lot of people, they try to um, memorize these ayat or they have these ayat memorized. 
And some of us have a, a habit of reciting them, mashallah, at night before sleeping, okay? But let's try to do what always, we try to connect the Arabic words to what we can understand so that we can really understand what we're reciting, okay? So let's, let's start looking from ayah number 100, I'm sorry, ayah number 285, okay? Amana. Amana shares the same root letters as what other word? What other word can you think of? That sounds like amana. What other word is it similar to? There's another word, iman. Iman also comes from the same root letters. Hamza, mim, Okay, so these are the root letters of iman and amana. So iman means belief, amana, he believed. All right, so uh, even if you don't know the exact translation, the exact grammatical analysis, but at least you can uh, make a connection. So amana, this has to do with belief, okay? Amana rasul, rasul, we know rasul means messenger, right? We say rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So amana rasul, the messenger has believed. Bima with what? Bi means with, ma means what? Bima with what? Unzila, we know... Um, Nazala, the word nazala, tanzil, right? Unzila. So unzila, it was revealed. It has to do with revelation. The root letters noon, za, lam have to do with revelation. Okay. So unzila, it was revealed. Min means from the word min comes a lot in the Quran. So some of these, um, what do you say, uh, connecting words or prepositions, things like that. If you try to memorize these, for example, min means from, you know, b means with, wa means and. If you try to memorize some of these, they'll come so much in the Quran that you would really try to, inshallah, try to decode what the words mean, okay? Because we really want to connect with each word as much as possible, okay? So min from rabbi, he, his lord. Rabbi, you already know rabbi means rabbi, lord, okay? And he is a pronoun, which means his. So, Amana Rasulu Bima Unzila The Messenger وسلم, has believed with what? With what was revealed to him, right? From his Lord. From who? From his Lord. Wal Mu'minun. Wa means and. And you'll see this al. It comes in front of a lot of Arabic words. For example, Ar Rasul. You see Alif Lam over here. Al Mu'minun. We say Al Fatiha. Right, it comes in front of a lot of words. So al means al masir over here. Al means the. Okay. So al mu'minun. Al means the, and mu'minun is the plural of mu'min. Mu'min means believers. Okay. Al mu'minun, the believers. So the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam has believed with what was revealed to him from his Lord, and so have the believers. Okay. Kullun, kullun means all. Okay. Kull means all. You can say. Amana, again, you see, this is the same word that came at the beginning. Okay, amana, amana. So we know this has to do with belief. Okay. Kullun, all of them, amana, believed. Billahi, again, B means with Allah, means Allah. So all of them, what did they do? They believed in Allah. And what else? Now this conjunction is going to come again and again. Wa. Wa means and. Okay. You see how many times this. Um, Conjunction comes wa, wa, wa. And you'll even see it so many times in the Quran. Wa means 
and okay so wa and malaika he we know malaika means angels okay and he is a pronoun which means his wa malaika he and his angels wa again means and kutubihi kutub sounds like what other word that we know you know the word kitab right kitab means book kutub is the plural of kitab and he again is a pronoun meaning his wa kutubihi and his books wa and rusulihi rusul is the plural of Rasul. We know Rasul means messenger. Rusul means messengers. And he again is a pronoun which means his. Warusulihi and his messengers. La. Again the word la. This is also a word that comes a lot. Not. La means not. Okay. La not. Mufarriku. We make distinction. Uh, if you guys know the word tafiq. Right. Furqan, Faraqaf, it has to do with distinction. La nufarriqu, we do not make distinction. Baina between ahadin, anyone. Min, from, min also comes in the Quran a lot. Uh, look at the word min. You already see it in this. Ayah is a min right here. And then a min right here. So many times min also comes. Min means uh, basically from. Okay. So la nufarriqu, we do not differentiate. Baina ahadin. Between anyone, mir rusuli, from his messengers or of his messengers. Sometimes when we do a whole sentence translation, we have to adjust it a little bit. But literally, min means from. So we do not uh, make distinction when it comes to any, any of his messengers. Okay, we believe in all of them when it comes, whether it comes to Jesus or Moses or Daud or Sulaiman, alayhim salam, peace be upon them all. We believe in them all. We don't make any uh, distinction is not we believe that all of them came from Allah and they have the status that Allah has given to them along with the miracles that Allah gave to them, right? According, you know, all of their miracles were appropriate to their times, right? So the miracles that Isa was given were, you know, more suitable to what was going on at his time, right? At his time, you know, medicine was a big deal. So uh, as we learn in the Quran, he was able to um, with the permission of Allah, he was able to cure, you know, people. And then with uh, Musa السلام, you know, at his time, magic was the thing. So he was given miracles that were that sort in nature. And the Muhammad وسلم, at his time, language was the thing. People, you know, they were really into who can be more eloquent, who can be more eloquent. Uh, poetry is more beautiful. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he granted him. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa this miracle of the Quran was so eloquent that nobody can has ever been able to imitate it or make anything, produce anything similar to it. Okay. So now finishing off the ayah. We do not make any distinction between any one of his messengers. Wa and qalu, they said. We you know qawl, qawl has to do with speech, right? So qalu and they said, we heard, uh, you know, we say Allah is astamia, He's all hearing. So this has the same two letters: seen, mim, ain. Okay, seen, mim, ain have to do with hearing. All right. So samia and they said we heard. Okay, wa and alqa'na we obeyed. All right. Another uh, alqa'a, right? To um so. Atana, this has the ta and the ayin. This reminds us of uh, obedience, right? Well, atana and we obeyed. Ufranaka, 
غفرانك look at the letters that we know in here غين oh, we say Allah is غفور and we say Allah is رحيم right Allah is غفور الرحيم so what does غين uh, فارا have to do it has to do with forgiveness so غفرانك we seek your forgiveness alright is the pronoun that means you so غفرانكَ we seek your forgiveness. Who's forgiveness? Rabbana, oh our Lord, right? Rab is Lord, and Na is our. So we seek your uh, forgiveness, our Lord, or grant us your forgiveness, our Lord. Wa again, this conjunction comes. Wa means add ilayka to you, right? Ilay is to, and ka is you. Okay. Again, when the Ufanak, we also have the Kai at the end. So Kai is a pronoun that means you. Okay. So Ufanaka, grant us your forgiveness, Rabbana, our Lord, and Ilaika to you, Al Masir. Al again, this has the Alif Lam at the beginning. Alif Lam means the, and Masir is the destination. Right? So this is kind of like uh, analyzing the first a little bit so uh, the reason you know you don't have to memorize every single grammatical thing but at least uh, we want to try to make some connections with the arabic words and you'll see when you try to do that even when you're reciting other masnoon du'as or other the quran you'll see these words these pronouns pop up and inshallah you will start to make connections all right now let's go down to the next ayah Ayah number 286. All right, la. Let me see who remembers now. What did I tell you the word la means? You know the answer and mute yourself. What does la mean? I la means word. no. Yeah. No, not. I see it here again. I see it here. I see it here. I see it here. Can you guys see the annotations? Mm -hmm. Can you see me circling? Okay, yeah. how many times la already comes in this ayah? One, okay. two, three. So at least five times I've counted, right? Circled. So the word, this <coughs> word is going to come a lot in the Quran. No, not, or nor, whatever appropriate form in English we need to use, okay? So la not or over here in context does not yukallifu he burden right uh some some languages have the word taklif right as some sort of a, a burden or something that's uh, heavy uh or painful or burdensome okay so la yukallifu he does not burden allahu Allah, who does not burden? Allah does not burden so la yukallifu allah allah does not burden nafsan we know the word nafs right Nafs, we use the word nafs. My nafs is, is prompting me to do this, right? So Allah does not burden any soul. This word also comes in the Quran a lot. Illa means except. Let me see if there's any other illas. Okay, I think this is the only one over here. Illa means except. Okay. So Allah does not burden any soul except what? Its capacity. The wus'a of something is, is the, how much kind of it can bear, its capacity, okay? And ha is a pronoun that means it. So wus'a ha, 
its capacity. So Allah does not burden any soul beyond its capacity. As in Allah does not, you know, if, if um, somebody's in a situation, Allah knows that they're capable of it. And, and remember that different things are, are tests in life. We might think we're not capable, but, you know, if Allah is sometimes, um, you know, when it comes to our children or when it comes to, or we're like, you know, I can't do this, I can't deal with this child or I can't, uh, you know, keep up with all this uh, housework or whatever it might be. So Allah does not burden a soul beyond what it can bear, okay? And know that uh, when it comes to religious obligations and even when it comes to uh, worldly tests, Okay, because he's, we know about Allah that he's more merciful than 70 mothers. And a mother, she would never, you know, um, you know, the mother sometimes to train their children, right? Sometimes uh, a girl might not like it when their mom, you know, asks them to help out with or to learn how to cook or clean. And they're like, oh, I don't have to do this. But their mom knows that there is, there is hikmah behind it, right? There's wisdom. She's training her. You know, one day she'll also be in that situation and also it develops so many other life skills, right? So Allah does not burn any soul beyond its capacity, okay? So when we recite this at the end of the night, you know, sometimes the day is so long, we've had this long day, everything that's happened, this is, is there to remind us, you know, that whatever we're in, Allah does not burden us beyond what we can bear, okay? Laha for it. Now, ha is a pronoun. It means it can mean she or it, okay? Depending on the context. All right, so Allah does not burden a soul except for uh, beyond its capacity. Laha for it, for what? Uh, for, you know, for the person, for the soul. Ma, what? Kasa, but it earns. Kasaba is to earn something, okay? Wa alayha and against it, ma, what? Ikasabat. What it earned. Okay, so ma is another ma is another word that comes a lot. Okay, ma, this ma here, this ma here. Uh is again uh, ma down here. So ma also comes a lot. Okay. And ma can it has one or two different meanings, but in this ayah we have the meaning of what. Okay, ma can sometimes give the meaning of not. And you may be like, how am I gonna figure out if what or not? You will, when you read the sentence, inshallah, it will make sense. If we said, you know, um, not it earned what was against it, you know, it doesn't make sense. Okay, whatever we earn is is for us. Okay, so laha maktasabat, as in whatever we earn, it is for whatever good deeds we earn, they are for ourselves. And whatever, you know, bad deeds we earn, that they are also you know, upon us in our account, okay? They will be against us. And then Rabbana, we did this word earlier. Okay, Rabbana comes in this ayah a lot, right? Rabbana is a simple word. There's Rab, right? You know, the word Rab, the combination of Rab. And Na, Rab means Lord, and Na means our. It can mean us or our. So Rabbana, oh our Lord, look at Rabbana over here. Again, Rabbana over here. And it will keep coming, Rabbana over here. There, you know, there you guys do Rabbana du'as, right? You guys do Rabbana du'as. So Rab means a Lord, and Na means our, right? So Rabbana, oh our Lord, la not. 
do not do akhidna you take us to account in if nasi now we forget you know we have the word nisyan in, even the word insan comes from the same root letters Okay, because you know why insan is called insan, human being is called human being because uh, he forgets a lot, right? We as human beings we forget a lot. So if we forget, oh Allah, aw or now we commit a khata. What is a khata? It is, is a mistake, right? Basically. So if we forget or if we make a mistake, or oh, oh Lord, please do not uh, take us to task. Right? This is this is a request, the dua, right? Because we make so many mistakes every single day. So this is a this is a uh, dua that we make to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? And again, making this dua at the end of the day, you know you've made so many mistakes, right? You and I, we are human beings and we make mistakes all the time. So we are asking Allah, oh Allah, please don't hold us, uh, you know, uh, take us past if we have forgotten on it or if we have heard we've made mistakes. Rabbana wa our Lord wala and do not. This is the word that we talked about. Wa means and la means not. Tahmil, you know, hamil uh, refers to um, when a woman she's bearing that child, right? So wala um, and do not tahmil you lay alayna upon us is one a burden, kama just as. Hamaltahu, you laid it ala lavina upon those who min qablina from before us. Okay. So alayna, let's look at the word alayna. This is ala, which means upon, and na, which means us. Okay, so na can be us or our or we, depending on the word. Okay, uh, for example, Rabbana, we're not going to say we, Lord, or us, Lord. No, we have to say our Lord, right? So alayna, similarly, we cannot say, you know, upon our or upon we. We say upon us, okay? So you have to understand, uh, it conveys the meaning of you can just, um, you know, take your fingers and point it towards your chest and say, this is what na means. Okay, Rabbana, our Lord. Alayna, upon us. Uh, what other word can we think of now? We say Rabbana zidna increase us. So na is a pronoun that can, that means basically gives us the meaning of us or our or we. Okay. So oh our Lord, do not lay upon us a burden like that which you laid upon the people before us. Okay. And I mentioned to you some of the um uh what with the Jews and the Christians, right? What they had as part of their religious laws okay um you know as a punishment for the Bani Israel there was a time where they were they were not allowed to eat the fat the animal okay and you know sometimes we uh sometimes we get, go to the uh you know the halal meat store and we get we get the nice clean cut meat no fat or anything you know lean but with the Qurbani meat as you see you see the fat there and um, so, and sometimes we look at the fat and we, we say, oh, fat, fat, you know. But, uh, you know, a scholar was once saying that when you think about the fact that it was the fat of the animal was made haram upon the Bani Israel, that shows you that this is actually something that was beneficial. And as a punishment, Allah made it 
unlawful for them. This was a punishment that they couldn't eat the fat of the animal. So there is benefit even in that fact. Even though sometimes we don't um, like it, but there's, there's definitely uh, some benefit in it. All right. So, um, so we make, you know, dua to our Lord, do not lay upon us a burden as you laid upon the, those before us. All right. And then we continue, Rabbana, oh our Lord, wala, and do not to hamilna, you lay upon us, mala, what we do not have, qada, any strength. We, we uh, talk about the word, um, you know, when we say we have the strength to do this or we don't have the strength, right? So do not lay upon us what we do not have the strength to bear. And we already know that Allah does not lay upon any person what's beyond his capacity. But this, again, we're making dua, all right? We're making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and when it comes to making dua, we should ask as much as we want. And, um, you know, as, as you know, one time a person was a, a companion was making dua and he was basically, I'm giving the gist of the story, he was basically saying that, uh, you know, give me this or only me this. And the, the messenger of Allah explained to him that the, the treasures of Allah, they're west. Okay, so, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be you and only you. <laughs> I can ask for everybody, right? It's not going to make Allah's treasures any less. What is the essence of the story? So then Allah concludes the ayah, and pardon from us. Uh, you know, on the night of Laylatul Qadr, we're asked to make the dua, Allahumma innaka afuun. Indeed, Allah, you are the most forgiving. You love to forgive. Forgive me. So again, look at this. This is the same root letters, okay? The so, word means and, and then, and you pardon Anna from us. This Anna is a combination of An and Na. Okay. So wa'fu Anna and pardon us. Wa and ikhtil you forgive Lana. You forgive for us, right? Warhamna and have mercy upon us. And you see these Na's at the end. I talked to you about this Na. All right. Okay. So this can be a pronoun. You can understand it as a pronoun. Wafu and you pardon Anna from us as in, in you pardon us. Wafir Lana and forgive us Warhamna and have mercy upon us. And Wafir Ifir Wain Fara. We know those letters, right? Uh from Ghufranaka, from Astaghfirullah, Warhamna and have mercy upon us. We say Allah is Rahim, Allah is Rahman, right? Rahma has to do with mercy. Anta, you, anta is a pronoun, so you can memorize this pronoun. Anta means you. Maulana are our protector. Again, Maula, and then it has the na. Again, the same. Look at this. This na comes also so many times in the ayah. So many times this comes so you learn a pronouncement inshallah and it'll come you'll notice it comes so many times so many places and things will inshallah start to make sense to you so anta you are maulana our maula our protector fa means so unsur we say the nasr right so nasrullah help of allah right so fa and help us so help us so help us 
Ala against Al Qawmi. I told you about the word Al. It means the Al Qawmi Al Kafirin. Okay. So the people Al Qawm, the people Al Kafirin, the disbelieving. Okay. So help us against the disbelieving people. All right. So inshallah, let's make it a goal to try to connect to each one of the words so that, you know, we're not just wrote memorizing the translation, but rather when we recite these ayat uh, at the end of the day, inshallah, at night, as we learn in hadith, you know, their uh, virtue and their significance that we really connect with them and we mean them. Is when we, you know, make a huge difference if we're just parroting something <laughs> for actually making the dua. This is a dua. This is not something that we just... I mean, the effect's got to be different, right? When you're actually asking for something or you're just like, you know, I'm nervous, you know. So, uh, inshallah, may Allah give us the topic to really understand each word of the Quran and to really make the du'as as, you know, as they are. May Allah give us the topic to uh, understand and implement what we have learned. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik nashadu Allah ilaha illa anta. نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن شاء الله عليكم السلام جزاك الله خيرا وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته ما شاء الله ما شاء الله what a beautiful review of Surah Al-Baqarah and uh, the tafsir and the understanding and the meaning of it it's very important uh, for us to regularly review the Quran, but the breakdown that Sister Salima gave me, mashallah, gave all of us, mashallah, it was very beneficial. We would like to take this uh, time to ask questions. And if Sister Zamzam is any questions in the chat, and uh, we would like to have all the sisters to ask as much question you need. And again, we would like to take this minute to thank Ustada uh, uh, Salima for this amazing presentation. May Allah subhanahu ta'ala increase you in a beneficial knowledge. We really, really appreciate you taking time of your busy schedule, <laughs> not just running your institute, teaching over there as well, but also with a family, children, parenting, and be able to really give us your time, quality time, share that with us. This is amazing and we appreciate that. May Allah reward you. May Allah reward you abundantly. Sister Kairat, do you have uh, any question? Dr. Dr. Yusuf, thank you for joining us. I uh, really appreciate you. Did you have uh, any question as well? Come in and uh, let's uh, ask question and take this great opportunity. To, uh, to, to learn more about uh, this uh, last two ayah of Surah Al-Baqarah. Thank you, sis. Assalamu alaikum. I don't have any questions. Thank you so much. <laughs> wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Nice to have you. Mama Ji, <laughs> Mama Ji, always we would like to learn uh, your comments. Wa alaikum assalam, Mama Ji. Well, um, this is one of mine, I mean, among others of the whole Quran, but this is one of my favorite, favorite uh, is uh, 
where uh, what I learned about it before uh, Sister Salima also highlighted lots of things. One of the beautiful uh, dua, and it has lots of blessing. And I sometimes I use that uh, during my prayers. Um, and I feel it like a mm-hmm. big, it's very baraka, lots of baraka in this two, mm-hmm. uh, four lines of dua. Mm-hmm. And the so sister, um, what's her, Zoom, Zoom. no, not Zoom. the other Zalima. lady, the Rab, no, the one she, te- she told Zara, Rabbana, Rabbana dua. I was sister thinking Zulifa. about her, <laughs> Zulifa, yeah, yeah, mashallah, she was teaching us about Rabbana dua, but uh, this is one of the best, uh, some of, most of the lines on this dua is the best dua for Rabbana. It's like the end of Surah Baraka, and it's, um, Surah Baraka is one of the amazing surah of the whole Quran, you know. I wish I can memorize at least that one surah <laughs> uh, and the meaning. I try to read that, uh, try to read some of that every day, Lasa Baraka. So, so one of my favorite. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, like Ustaz uh, Salima shared with us today, it's a, it's a dua, you know, we can use yeah. them in our supplication yeah. and connecting mm-hmm. and talking directly to Allah. Now, Jazakallah, mm-hmm. Mamaji. Anybody else? <laughs> Sister Kairat? No, let's listen to the recitation piece. I'm sorry, I forgot to uh, play. That's one thing I like to do because the recitation. Absolutely, absolutely. We would love to hear. Now, recitation, inshallah. Okay, go ahead, Ustazah. آمن الرسول بما أنزل إليه من ربه والمؤمنون كل آمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله لا نفرق بين أحد من رسله وقالوا سمعنا وأطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين آمن الرسول بما أنزل إليه من ربه والمؤمنون كل آمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله لا نفرق بين أحد من رسله 
وقالوا سمعنا وأطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين Thank you Sister Umu Zamzam You would like to call back on Sister Uftaza Salima for closing the war or do you have any comments any suggestions? We are prepared for closing du'a. This is the Qur'an, alhamdulillah, would be an excellent way to end this circle for today. And closing du'a by Sister Salima would greatly be appreciated. Finish up with our du'a. Rabbana taqabbal minna. Inna kanta samiyun alim. Watub alayna inna kanta tawabu rahim. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته